0: Hey, everybody, I'm Lori Rudiman. Welcome to Punk Rock HR. This week's guest is me. You will only hear my voice. And I have one big idea. I want to defund HR. Just like we're having a conversation all over America, and really the world, about defunding police work, I want to talk about defunding, human resources, recruiting, compensation, benefits, all the good stuff. Now, defunding doesn't mean eliminating it. And also, I don't come at this from a hysterical point of view. We need people to do people-related things in our organizations. But I have over 20 years of experience in human resources. And on top of that, I come from a family of police officers. And if one thing is clear to me now more than ever is that human resources and police work are two sides of the same coin. In fact, if you only ever work in HR for a day in your life or know somebody for only a day, you'll realize that the modern people department is a lot like policing. HR oversees a system with rules that they don't control and they might not even agree with. But they can't change. They can't even influence it. And when you work in HR, recruiting, talent, whatever you want to call it, you rarely see people at their best. In fact, you often see them at their worst. They're most desperate. They're most afraid. But it's not your job to intervene and get them back on track. Not at least on the human level. That's not your job. Your job is to get people complying with corporate rules or falling in line or following policies and processes. That sounds like being a cop to me, man. I would know. Sounds just like all my family members. And I can hear you in my head. You say, no, I've got autonomy and freedom and a mandate from my CEO. I've got discretion. I can think strategically. And that's great that your executive leadership team believes in you. You know, mayors and governors believe in cops, like a lot of people believe in cops. And police officers actually have freedom in the field too. They know the rules, they've read the handbook, and they make decisions in a moment in the field. And that's part of the trouble because they turn a blind eye to the drunk driver who's white or the young girl who's shopping because they don't want to do paperwork or show up in court or the man accused of domestic violence because, you know, he's their buddy or he looks like one of them or... Or they've done a mini investigation right there in the moment and they don't have enough to go on to make an arrest. I'm not saying that all cops and all HR professionals are immoral, unethical, biased, flawed, terrible people who should just hang it up. But what I'm saying is that this job is weird. <laughs> both jobs are weird. And bias has a funny way of creeping up on both professions. And if I were wrong, the modern workforce and our communities and the way they are policed would look a lot different. But I'm right. For the past 40 years, we keep pumping in money into human resources and policing and we are not getting the ROI we deserve. Now you might say, whoa, 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 we're not pumping in money. (laughs) Not in my HR department. And with more money and exposure, I believe we'd get better outcomes." the management science is not with you. So first of all, we cannot do good studies to test the effect of having an optimal HR department and a suboptimal HR department. We can't test any of this because the mediocre establishment of human resources is so pervasive that you cannot create a sample size of companies that have said, you know what, we've invested in our people without HR and we're doing great. Like it just, it doesn't even exist. Kind of like communities have fallen into the old way of policing, and we can't even go out and look for alternatives to measure and monitor because they just don't exist. Mediocrity has overwhelmed all of us. And this issue of money makes it murky because I believe money can solve a lot of things. But the HR and technology industry is a $38 billion global industry that's slated to double by some accounts by 2030. That's 10 years from now. And for all the time, money, and attention that we've invested over the past 40 years, you know, compensation programs are still biased. Equal opportunity in most organizations is a joke. We haven't addressed Racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, misogyny, ableism, a bias against veterans in our workforce. In fact, we haven't even trained people to fake it. Like, we can't get them to fake it and be decent people. On top of that, for all the money and academic rigor around leadership and excellence, we still have corporate org charts that resemble family trees, toxic family trees, with the dad on top and everybody else falling in line underneath. How's that ancestral org chart working out in your family? Don't tell me you don't need someone to come in and root out the rot like every other family in the world. We have tried to take a function like human resources and solve a lot of people-related problems, and it's just not working. And I don't want to throw more money at that. In fact, I want to throw less money at that and do it differently. First, I want to fundamentally rethink The function, like the department and the people who do work. Because human resources and recruiting and all the related jobs require the worker to put herself in a dehumanized state and implement programs and practices that are in the best interest of an organization and not necessarily people. How is that even a fair or a meaningful job for someone? Like, how is that the right thing to do? How is that dehumanized? function that is above employees, but not quite a leadership role expected to solve problems. It's broken. It's a flawed model. If we start anywhere, we need to start there. One way to defund human resources, but to get a little bit closer to a world that is fair and equitable and just is to stop hoarding HR expertise, and I'm using air quotes, and to start teaching it. The modern people department has expertise in employment law and legislation and sourcing and recruiting and screening and benefits and comp and community building and even leadership and communications. We're in the golden age of learning. And if we collectively taught people how to do HR and baked it into their job descriptions as individual contributors and leaders and not allow for the dissociation between work and treating people with respect and dignity, we could change the entire world. Now, would you in human resources still have the job that you have today? Maybe, maybe not. But I think our lives as HR practitioners and talent-focused people would be more meaningful. I think there's other work to do. Not only are we in the golden age of learning, but we're also in the golden age of technology. And if we wanted to make progress without throwing more money at the same old systems in HR, we, all of us, employees, leaders, supervisors, HR professionals could demand more out of our HR experience platforms. You know, some people departments are running in Excel and Outlook. They're using old manila folders. They're still using binders. And others have tried to keep up And they are using a hodgepodge of technologies from the last 20 years that are connected through bubblegum and shoelaces. When I used to travel back in the day and I was out in the field and I would give these keynotes to HR professionals, they would come to me and say, you know what, it's great that you're talking about the future of work, but we are besieged by terrible technology. And they use it as a foil for bad HR experiences, bad interactions with employees and failed promises. So if you're really besieged, I want you to fight back. You can know technology without being a technologist. In fact, there's a whole HR analyst economy out there of people who don't know how to program, don't know how to code, have degrees in English and theater, who are smart about the way technology works and its impact on people. So go partner with that vendor who's trying to sell you stuff regularly. Ask questions, make suggestions. In fact, be brave and sit on customer advisory boards. But more importantly, demand better. We can defund shitty HR technology. And I think if we do that, we'll find more funding and more resources for the programs and policies that can change the very nature of how we do work. Finally, if you work on a people team that expects you to police the workforce, you need to quit. Money isn't the only form of currency. Time and attention and your time and attention are valuable. You can defund HR by leaving and getting a job elsewhere. That could be at a company with a great HR department. I don't know where that is. Or at a company that's really rethinking the value prop of people, human resources, recruiting, benefits, all the good stuff. But as long as you stay in a job that infantilizes workers and dehumanizes you as a human resources professional, you are part of the problem. Make a plan, set a deadline if you can't quit today, and get the hell out. Defunding human resources means that we refund the programs, the policies, the big ideas that can really turn it around and treat people of all shapes and sizes, all walks and backgrounds fairly and equitably. Isn't that what this is all about? And when HR is finally defunded and rebuilt, and I believe it will be, the people who just enforced the status quo and followed orders are the ones who are going to be out on their asses anyway and answering big questions about culpability and complicity. Do you want your legacy to be that you had to pay a mortgage and you stayed in a company where somebody was mistreating women or people of color? Do you want your legacy to be that you turned a blind eye because you just couldn't get enough proof that your executive leadership team was homophobic or transphobic? Do you want your legacy to be that you went to work every day and you participated in a system that not only dehumanized workers, but dehumanized you because you had credit card debt? The future of work is here. For many, it was foisted upon you. It's here. You can no longer ignore what's happening in the world and in your corporations. People are asking questions about what side you're on, what you believe in, what you're going to do to make the world a better place going forward. And if you cling to the last vestiges of human resources, you're not only going to miss an opportunity to change the world, but you're going to miss an opportunity to be on the right side of history. Thanks for listening to my big ideas around defunding HR. And we'll see you next time on Punk Rock HR.